Hello, this is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons. I love that. Welcome back to the Make Believe Heroes podcast, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. I'm your DM, Paul, and I'm joined as usual by our players, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, and Jeremy. Hey, guys. And we're so glad you came back to be with us. Oh, yeah. We should roll a giant d20. We will. But first, let's talk about last time. Last time. Last time, our players had a fateful meeting in the Temple of Palor in the town of Branshire. Lark Darkbolt, an elf wizard from Venthaven, traveled far across the sea to Branshire after being summoned by the High Cleric Glaron in the temple, where he met with Sir Vance Oftawall, a human paladin. There, the High Cleric shared a vision that he had been given, assumedly by Palor himself. This vision showed a sacred tree in some secret grove. Therein was a magic stone and our players were tasked with the holy quest of finding this tree and saving it. For oh, all no. those Lord of the I Rings... I just realized this is oh, no. a tree hugger podcast. <laughs> it really save is, though. Save the tree. While we're talking... <laughs> save, well, it's really that's less... That's it. Hashtag save the tree. Hashtag Spread save the, word. the tree. Save Please, the tree. no. Yes, this, the name of this campaign is Save, save the, the tree. tree. I like it. I like it. <laughs> that was a loud laugh. <laughs> that was real Save the tree. So anyway... After accepting the quest, our two players spent a night of leisure and enjoyment preparing themselves for the long journey ahead. Of course, the night may not have been all that restful for our players, as the two of them found themselves, well, indisposed. The two were carted off to their rooms to get some rest for the night. With that, let us begin with our traditional roll of the D20. I'm tempted to not even roll it. Ooh. Just ride piggyback on that 20 I rolled last time. I mean, I did not roll a single <laughs> dice. Die. I did not roll a single die. I'm going to sit this back down, 20 up. Oh. I'm going to ride that. That's cheating. You can't do Hey, it. I didn't roll a oh. die. I didn't roll a single die, so it's like I didn't break the chain. Okay, fine. I'll roll it. Roll it. That's an 11. Mm, you, I was like, was, was it a 1? Maybe it one? I rolled a nat 20 on my DM skills last game. Mm. <laughs> That's Do you really cool. want me to comment cool. on that? Suddenly, the walls <laughs> burst into flames. <laughs> and we Your die. characters are engulfed in dragon fire, and you die. Roll new characters. <laughs> Let's do this. The sun comes through the window, shines bright on your face. Servants, you are awakened early, and man, does your head hurt. Mm. But you're used to it. I'm used to it. Most mornings feel this way. I love it. You feel down around your midsection and you discover, yep, I still have a liver. It's probably in bad shape, but it's still there. I really need to urinate. You do. You do that. There's like a, you know, a, like a bedpan, whatever you call that. Oh, yeah, it's a bedpan. It's a chamber pot. Chamber pot. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Chamber pot. Yeah, chamber pots. You, you use the chamber pot. You can buy them downtown. Do your business there. Get cleaned up. Get ready, but not in the same pot. You know, different one. Definitely <laughs> Getting not. ready. Depends um, on if your, you know, constitution saving throw is good enough. <laughs> it all depends. So, Laric, uh, do you wake with the sun? 
Salute the sun. <laughs> Roll me a d20. Roll a 14. Yeah, you wake up. The sun comes beaming in through the window. Oh, yeah, I'm up. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, you were super drunk last night. He's a wee fit trainer. I did. So I need you to roll me a con check. Constitution. That's a 12 total. Okay, you have a splitting headache, but oh you're not gosh. incapacitated by it. There is a buzzing in your ears. You're a little bit grumpy. You know, I don't really know what that means for your character, but, you know, you you instantly regret the heinous amount of drinking that you did the night before. Oh, yeah. He's just like, he wakes up, and the first thing is just like, Dark Bolt, what were you thinking? You weren't thinking you were drinking. <sighs> Got him. Got and, him. Uh, like, he, like, splashes water on his face and gathers some stuff and heads downstairs. Okay. He's, like, looking for some greasy food. You head downstairs, and your wishes come true as the scintillating smell of bacon is wafting up through the kitchens into the main area mm, there and mm. you just smell it everywhere. I smell that bacon and then bacon. I, I instantly start looking around for uh, sir, uh, surveillance because uh, we need to get out of here actually. We, we had an mm. appointment. Surveillance, as you come downstairs, you know, because you're more accustomed to holding your liquor, yes. you are greeted by Boren Barley, the patron of the Barley Barrel. He says, oh, good morning, Cervantes. I take it you're probably feeling better today. Of course, you know I am. Well, you know, maybe not better, but certainly less, shall we say, inebriated. Is inebriated, I mean, I it, don't think it, I've ever really been inebriated before. That means drunk, sir. You've been drunk? No. Well, there's breakfast for you, per the usual. Bacon, uh, some sausages, some eggs. Thank you, my good interested. sir. I am very interested it's all set on the table there. Will your uh, companion be joining you this morning? I'm sure he will sometime. All right. Well, when you see him, just tell him to help himself. We'll bring out uh, a. We'll refill the plates if we need to. Uh, there's some some fresh orange juice. I love orange juice. Yep, we had it imported. Uh, the oranges, that is, not the juice. I mean, yeah, the juice would go bad. Well, we got it just for you. Just for me. Help yourself. And he turns around and, and goes about his business. You go sit down, start eating some of that breakfast. Breakfast. Oh, yeah. You eat that breakfast. A couple minutes later, Lark, you come down the steps, and that bacon smell, you track it with your oh, yeah. eyes, and you oh, see yeah. a, just a spread of plates in front of Cervantes. What do your elves see? <laughs> bacon. <laughs> bacon. 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 <laughs> I head straight for the bacon. Okay. Uh, being a little grumpy, a little hungover, like I come straight to the table where Cervantes is, mm -hmm. and I... Uh, pick up his glass of orange juice and just chug it. Oh, man. Cervantes, <laughs> you just lost your orange juice. <laughs> oh, it man, seems you bad. lost your respect <laughs> over the night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I was so drunk. Do you got any more of this juice? Yeah, that, that juice that was specially ordered for me. I'm, I mean, you can order some more if you want. I mean, oh, is that bacon? And I'm just going to, like, start taking bacon off his plate. Well, there's bacon, for, there's bacon like, on big platters in the middle of the table. I start taking bacon off his plate. Okay. okay. I, I eat that, and then I and then I sit down and, like, start making my own plate, and I'm like, wow, I, I've never seen somebody drink so much of the clear stuff than what you did. Oh, my gosh. Like, my dad would have been so mad at me if he seen me last night, like, Oh. It's clear you haven't grown into being your own man yet. Uh, what? 
I'm sorry? You need to learn respect. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. And I'm just like silent staring at him across the table like, what am I supposed to do? You look super upset. Oh, yeah. Roll me an intimidation check. Oh, gosh. It's low. Not very good. No. It's a four plus your modifier. All right. Roll me a wisdom save with disadvantage. I get disadvantage. Yeah, hungover. So the low roll is a ten. Okay, so you got you're fine. You're not you're not any more intimidated than you typically are. Okay, so I started to sober up a little bit. Yeah, you're you're just kind of like, oh wait, maybe I should step back. You're not like, oh snap, I have crossed the line. By this time, a young man, halfling, steps forward and says, "Oh, uh, are you, are you guys still doing good on your food? Do you need anything else? Can I get you something else?" Oh, some some more orange juice, please. Oh, I, I'm. I'm sorry. I think we're actually fresh out of orange juice. Coffee? Yes, he happened to drink all of my glass of orange juice. He oh. just looks at you too, very seem uncomfortable. Like really upset about the orange juice. Like, well, we had to import it. Why are we whispering right in front of him? I don't know why you're whispering right in front of me. <laughs> I'm. Is there? Anything I think we else? really need to leave. Can we just like get some coffee and go? Anything else I can get you, servants? Like, uh, you don't have to worry about anything else. All right. Well, uh, I, I I know that uh, Mr. Bourne has us getting together a little knapsack of foods to send with you on your trip on the way. I appreciate it greatly. All right. Um, they've got your cart and horses out front, so we'll just store it on there for you. Okay. Some of your favorites: salted pork, cheeses. Anything? Any requests? Just whatever you have. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you. And he just like gets out of there as quick as he can. No, wait, 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 wait. He pauses. He looks back, but he's like not walking back towards you. Oh, Laura gets up and goes to him. He's like, listen, okay. can you get some of that clear stuff and put on there for him? Don't worry. There's already plenty of that. That's like his favorite thing. Like lots of it. He's Well, you know, there's enough. How much did last night I'm cost? I'm just taking a handful of bacon and walking out. It costed quite a bit, but they just put it on the tab for the high uh, cleric. It'll be covered by the temple. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Here, take this anyway, and he gives him a gold coin. Oh, well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And then I follow Vance's lead. Or you head out the front door. Yep. All right, you guys out, go out the front door. It's early morning in Branshire, but honestly, there's quite a few people out and about. You know, farmers, they, they're early risers. A lot of people traveling through with wagons of different wares from vegetables to hay, some livestock, things of that nature. And, um, a lot of people still, you know, at per, the same way it was last night, a lot of people waving, saying hello. As you step outside, you see Sir Vance has stepped up to a cart that is standing there waiting, along with, who is obviously one of the clerics, one of the priests from the temple. And he's standing there speaking with uh, Sir Vance as he's kind of telling him what all's on the cart. Do you approach? Yeah, directly. You approach the cart, he's standing there, he says... Yes, we've equipped the uh, we've equipped the cart with everything you might need. We've got all the the foods you might need. We actually, Sir Born here, has provided with some specials. You know, some of your favorites, like uh, you know the hard stuff is in there. Some basic weapons. I know that you all are probably already equipped with anything you need, but uh, there are you know some spare arrows and you know some short swords and things like that that we had. Nothing too crazy. Uh, they also we. We stopped by and asked the librarian. She gave us a few books you might be able to glean oh, wow, from on your really? journeys. That's really, that's good. I, I need something to read. 
Yeah, you know, you never know. It could be it could be a long journey. I know Do if I was going to Do you have any books on respect in there? He just looks awkwardly from Sir Vance <laughs> over at you, Lark, and he goes, Lark leans in. I feel the same way. Uh, it's a school of hard knocks, you know. That's it. Oh, okay. Shall we, are we, can we go now? So is there anything else you can think you might need? Magic items? Yes, my retainers. I don't know anything about them. Well, I guess I'm going to go back to the temple now. I've, you know, got to get, get some duties. <laughs> Take care of my right. duties. Mm. Oh, oh, here. I, I, oh, I got you. And he pulls out a gold piece. He gives him a gold piece. Oh, no, I don't need that. I can't take that. You might need it. Again, we needed a book on respect. We, you're fine. No, it's okay. It's, I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go. That's he turns around and he just kind of walks away quickly. Do you all not tip around here? Why do you sigh all the time? <laughs> when you're in a position such as myself, or now you standing could be no not standing <laughs> position of honor honor i'm a knight people respect me even with you, all that clear stuff you don't have to pay people to earn respect okay whatever i mean you're the boss let's go okay, let's go we need to get my retainers i awkwardly get up on the cart Okay, mouth cart. You, there, you know, it's 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 a traveling cart. There's like a bench seat in the front, small like cargo area in the back, two wheels, two horses. So you know, you're gonna sit in the seat, both of you side by side. I'm getting on the bench. Yeah. Okay. All right. You start making your way toward the other side of town. Or, now, let me ask you, uh, Jeffrey, what is your plan for the retainers? My plan. Yes. You want them to travel with you? At least one of them. Okay. You ride the cart across town. Um, you're on Circle Street, you know, because that's the easiest way to get around town. But there are many subsidiary streets that split off and go in toward the city or out toward the outer walls. And you come to a point where you come to a street that is going in toward the inner city. And that, of course, leads to the street where your house is. Describe your house for us. It's real big. It's a big old house. Big old house. Big old house. Probably the biggest house outside of the first, second, and third house. Yes, of course. Okay. What's it look like? There's a banner out front. A banner? Yeah. What's it say? It's just the symbol. It's got the phoenix. Oh, blue, my okay. symbol. With, Sweet. of course, the symbol of Pale awesome. in the middle. Yeah, of course. Okay. So um, you come up on the house, little. White picket fence or what? No. No fence? A gold picket fence. A gold picket <laughs> fence. Okay. Gold picket <laughs> fence. That's not gaudy at all, but that's cool. You know, whatever. You come up on the fence. You hop off. You, you get off the cart and go inside. You simply call for someone. I whistle. Okay. You whistle. As you do, the door pops open, and pretty soon, three young people come running out. Two young men and one young lady. What are their names? Their names are Gregory. Gregory. Guy. Guy. And Pauline. Pauline. Okay, I'm going to take this moment and jot them down in your notes. Gregory, Guy, and Pauline. Retainers. You should have said one of them is a halfling named Paldo. Gregory. Are they all human? Mm-hmm. Gregory, Guy. They are indeed. And Pauline. 
Because okay. you, you could have said Paldo, Paldo, and Paldo S. All right. And then we would have got to Paldo. Gregory steps forward. He says, Sir, Sir Vance, sir, what can we do for you, sir? It seems we're going on a an adventure, and I'm going to need some assistance. Guy goes, yeah, I'm sure you do. What can we do for you? Guy. Yeah? Are you okay? I'm fine. What are you talking about? What's going on? Nothing. You've been drinking? No. You've been pissed off? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Can we please take this one? (laughs) Oh, boy. Gregory says, Sir, there may have been some some goings on. What kind of goings on? Pauline says, um, I dumped him and he can't take it. Pauline. And God just kind of turns a shade of red and he's like, can I be excused? Guy, you're such a wuss. <laughs> I don't think it's nice for you to talk to them like that. They're my retainers. I'm allowed to talk to them the way I want. I mean, I you just wonder about what people think sometimes. Gregory turns around to him. He's like, Pauline, have some. Be, don't be a jerk. Be I jerk appreciate Pauline's honesty. Okay. Guy I says, do not appreciate God's inability to man up and face things. <laughs> Guy says, Can I be excused? Oh, you're excused. He turns around and stomps off. Gregory just stands there. It's been a stressful 12 hours. Seems like it. He's having, you know, he he's, well, if, if I may be so frank, he's carried a torch for Pauline for a while. You know that. Oh, yes. And, uh, well, you know, they, they've been on a couple of dates, you know, down to the barrel, you know, taking some strolls around town. Yeah. But wouldn't you know it, Pauline got hit on by some other guy. Guy got real jealous. He's like, I'm the only guy in your life. What if we were the ones that hit on her? No. <laughs> Wait, what? It was totally it was totally me. She but, was the one last night. <laughs> <laughs> you were so drunk you just said no. No, she she says, you know, and, and he didn't like it. Next thing you know, they broke into a fight and she was like, you know what? Forget this. And you know, it's it's been a little tense. It's been a little tense. What do you? What are you? What, what kind of a journey are you planning on going on? You need the three of us. It appears that I definitely don't want to take all three of you at this point in time. Yeah, it's probably for the best. And I obviously need to leave someone to care for things around. Of course, of course, of course. So, I'm not sure who I want to take. <laughs> Sometimes I roll a dice if I don't know what to do. If it's like a one through ten, you could take one. One through nine, or roll. another one do a ten through twenty. Logistically, you could roll a six. One and two is Gregory. Three and four is Guy. Five and six is Pauline. Ooh, I'm I'm rooting for Guy. I don't like Guy, <laughs> but he's depressed. And we teachable moment. Him. Teachable moment. Teachable moment. Teachable moment. We'll see. Roll it. Unless you want to just call it, you can totally just call it. Gregory seems sensible. He is. Pauline. She's sensible, but, you know, she just ain't got no time for no crap. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Yeah. Hmm. If you pick a girl, Paul has to play a girl from now on. Oh, boy. You guys are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was hoping that Guy was going to be the cool one because Guy's well, such a cool name. Okay, all. well, here's the thing. Maybe Guy is the cool You one. made these characters up. So if you want Guy to be the cool character, he can be. He's just having a crabby day. Very true. I know how Guy feels. He just got heartbroken, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't exist. So if you want to bring him on the trip, bring him. Because if you think about it, it's probably not a great idea to leave Guy and Pauline here together. Alone. No, definitely not. So you probably need to take either Guy or Pauline. And That's also, kind of what I was thinking. Gregory and, needs to stay and take care yeah, of Yeah, he things. seems like the guy who'd kind of run the show. So let's make it Guy. You you want to take Guy. Let's take Guy just because of his name. Let's make that clear right now. <laughs> guy. When Guy okay. murders us all in our sleep. Gregory says, yeah, that's that's probably for the best. I mean, he'll he'll you know maybe the journey will do us some good, clear his head, you know, get it, get him. He needs him to it. learn a few things. Yeah, I understand. I'll I'll go I'll go get him. Gregory turns around, and goes inside to go get him. Pauline's just kind of standing there. Pauline. Yeah. I like your forwardness, but you probably need to calm down with all the the men. <laughs> uh, what do you What do you mean? I think you know what I mean. Look, uh, it's not like that, you know? It's not like that. Okay. Uh, okay. I hear you. All right. I'll keep that in mind. I need you to take care of things while I'm gone. No worries. I'll, I'll keep things in tip-top shape. All right. All right. A couple minutes later, Gregory and Guy comes out. Guy's got like a pack on his shoulder. He's, you know, he's ready to go. They're always ready to go. They know a lot of times you get sent off on different missions and different things. And he goes, so uh, where are we going? To a galaxy far, far away. I don't know what that means, but whatever. Sounds cool. No, we're going to. We probably shouldn't tell him. We're um, going to a place that you will find out soon enough. I mean, I, I, I've been really careful not to tell anybody anything. Oh, have you? Okay. Uh, what do you need me to do right now? You need me to do anything to get ready for the trip? I need you to be always ready. I'm ready. Okay, we'll get in the cart. All right. He hops in the cart, and on the back of the cart, there's like a little spot that's for easy for riding on the back, you know. So he kind of loads his stuff up in there, hops on the back, and he's ready to roll. So you need to add one guy to your inventory. Yep, guy. Guy. Or more hey, like guy. I should add it to my inventory. You guy. Because I equipped you. Yeah. <laughs> he equips guy and you equipped him, so it's like turtles all the way down. Yes. <laughs> okay. You load up and head that way. Any parting words? Goodbye. Okay. You guys head out from your home. Does your home have a name? Is it named? The name of my home. Yes. Is home. Okay. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> um, that's fine. She's, anyway, you you guys hop in the cart, depart from your home, head out onto Circle Street, and make your way to the western gate of Branshire. As you do, obviously, once again, you're passing all the people coming through, shops and things. Anything else that you guys need before we leave? Uh-uh. Okay. We got it all. We're ready for this. All right. You come to the Western Gate. The guards are there. And, and of course, the gates of of uh, Branshaw are not, you know, these walls are like 10 feet high. Mm-hmm. Maybe 15 high. Maybe like 12 feet high in places. Probably no more than that. So it's not like a heavily fortified city. You know, like I said, these people are very friendly. The guards are there. You see the guards. You probably know them by name as you go by. They kind of wave as you head out the door. And you 
exit through the western gate onto the road. You're heading west. Yeah, we are. You head off. Well, it's there's really no woods where you are right now. Where you are right now, we're heading west. It's mostly open land, like farmland. I'll say rolling hills. It's pretty flat. You know? Okay. I mean, you can see pretty far. You, Lark, will be, not be familiar with this this part of the world. You've never traveled this way. Where you're from, it's it's a lot more coastal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of flatlands, but the it's not as it's it's a, it's hot, but it's a different type of hot. Where you at right now? The sun is really beaming. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like dry Temple air. Temple of Palor. Mm-hmm. You see lots and lots of crops being harvested. Uh, you're traveling the road. You guys will. I'll say you travel. You know, a day's travel, half a day. It's pretty early in the morning. We'll say it's like I don't know seven, seven thirty in the morning maybe. You guys are heading out. As you travel along the road, you do pass. You know, you'll pass by someone traveling. You know, farmers, things of that nature. They'll wave people that. Uh, Lorik's all about it. He waves and smiles, and uh, he's getting the candy store, a new place. A lot of people know Servants by name. Just you know, not necessarily they know you know you, but they know who you are, and they'll wave. They'll hail you. Servants. That's right. Servants uh, off the wall. Servants with the way too large pike for huge, you know. huge pike on his back. Anyway, he, do you take do you take it off while you're riding? No, I'm kind of uncomfortable. You just deal. I do. All right. You, who's driving? Oh, I'm of not. Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> who's driving? <laughs> that was some guy. disagreement. Guy's driving. No, yes. guy, guy driving. Guy's okay. definitely driving. Guy's driving. Uh, you all are, you know, riding along. No trouble. Nothing's going on. You see. Oh, I think we're in, in heavenly good place, so I'm going to be, like, even kicked up reading a book. After some time, you you will pass through some spotty forestry, you know, like, just not like deep forest or anything, but just patches of trees. The road passes through. You go th- by a number of farms, and you'll see farmhouses, halflings, uh, humans, rolling hills, beautiful landscape, green, and just fresh air, barely a cloud in the sky, no rain. Just a great day for travel. Okay. As the day goes on, it gets closer toward the evening time. You all will notice that in the distance, you begin to see the peaks of the mountains in the distance the elder mountains you will know uh, actually extend down from the Sylvan Mountains north of Branchar that uh, separates Branchar from the northern parts of Monumi but did uh, did you think to get a map I don't need a map are you sure like God do you have a map by any chance guy um a map yeah like I mean, I'm sorry, sorry to bother you and everything, but I know you're driving a map. Yeah. Uh, n- no, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. But I mean, I can. I didn't bring a map. This isn't gonna be good, guys. I'm sure the cleric provided us with a map. Y'all pull over. Check it out. Why don't you get in the back and look for it? I go and crawl over the back and start looking for it. Okay. You guys are rolling on. Guys, just driving along. It's funny I said you guys and then this guy. You you're are welcome. You guys are driving along and uh, you're driving. riding along and guys dri- driving along. You're, you're moving. <laughs> you start, you pull back like the, it's like a tarp. It's not a tarp. It's like a, whatever you call it, whatever the brown thing is. Mm-hmm. Going the blanket. It's like a lot of brown things. You start looking through, um, you find a lot of scrolls. You start pulling them out and some of them are spell scrolls. Not like one and done spell scrolls. Like logistically magic on spell scrolls, but more like 
teaching you how to do a spell for learning spell scrolls, uh, mostly utility spells, but you never know. And then you do come across one uh, that's a little bigger. Mm -hmm. Do you take it out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, it's in like a tube. All right. That you, sounds like a map to me. You roll the map. You roll the paper out. You unfold it. The map, the map out. I'm and the map. It is. It's a map of Monumi. Tell me it sings me a song. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. Thank you. Copyright. I'm the map. And you get to looking at it. And it's not a comprehensive map of Monumi. It, you can tell it's older. So there's no way to know exactly how accurate it is. I mean, sure. cartography's tough. But it seems very accurate for the eastern seaboard. You see Branshire. You see Barlins Pass. You see all the major eastern Places cities I've been. that you've seen in your uh, journey up seaward from the eastern coast there. You see the road that you guys are on right now, and you see coming down south from the Sylvan Mountains north of Branshire are the Elder Mountains. It is a large mountain range that stretches basically from the north uh, eastern parts of the, the world to the southeastern parts of the world. It separates where you are now from the western side where you see things like the great the, the plains and you see the the forests of Fallen Grove and the realm of Atonia. You take a good look at it, you feel like you're on the right path and you, what do you do? What do you do with that information? Oh, I share it. I show them and, I mean, we're going to head straight into the mountains on the, the direct path that he sent me. So, my character wouldn't, he's not like looking out for danger or anything. He's just totally chill. He thinks staying on the roads is the idea and off he goes. Well, you've traveled a good while and the more you travel towards sunset, the closer you see the mountains becoming, and they are huge. Huge. Now, you've seen, from Vent Haven and around your area, you've probably seen some mountainous-type spots, but it's more like giant forested hills and, like, the ocean. You know what I'm saying? That's huge. kind of like rainforest-type. Mm -hmm. There's more of the terrain that you're accustomed to. You've been along the Elder Mountains, whether you've been through them or not, probably, would you think? I don't of know. Of course. Not far, though. Definitely not far from, but you've probably been around this area, been in the Elder Mountains hunting, and you all are coming to a point where it's getting too dark to travel. You're tired from a long day, a good, we'll say probably a good, I don't know, 14 hours of travel. You've made really good time, uh, barely, not really had to stop with the carts, made things very convenient, and... Guy's the man. Guy's the guy. You all decide to stop for the night? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll trust that... You, you know where we should camp? You, you trust? I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't understand why you're so, like, tense towards me. Like, have I done something wrong? No. Drink his juice. Except drinking my orange juice. You, I did what? You drank my orange juice. I'm sorry? Sorry doesn't make up for it. I'll get you some more? You think you can? The, no? I didn't think so. I mean, you can come visit me at my house sometime, and we have orange juice everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I can even get it for you for lunch. I'm not so sure if I believe this, man. You roll an insight check? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Are we okay. doing this? Roll, roll insight. It's, he's an 11 on the dice. Okay. You believe him. Yeah, I believe you. You believe him. You're going to hold him to that. Jeez. If you say you can get me orange juice, I'm going to expect you to get me orange juice. I'll, I'll, I, 
do everything I can to keep my word. Very good. All right, orange juice in the future. You set up camp? Yes. How do you go about that? We making a fire. All right, right on the road, right off the road, decent little distance off the road. Looking Decent for little like, distance off the road. Okay, you're looking for trees. Trees, if there's trees. Okay, we'll say that there's a small patch of trees. You guys kind of keep an eye out for one as it's getting real close. To, as it's dusk, you know, you find a little patch of trees kind of off the road just a piece. You know, within sight of the road, where, well, maybe not within just direct side of the road, but, you know, a little bitty walk from the road where you can get off. Yes. And uh, get yourself set up for camp. You set up camp, start a fire. Yeah, we do. Okay. Have some supper? Yes. Some meat. Some of those provisions. Cook some of that salted bacon. Salted pork. Some of that mm. salted pork. Um, you know, you do that. You start winding down for the night. You get out your bedrolls. Oh, yeah. Well, just as we're rolling out the bedrolls, I'm like, so, I, I have one question. Like, so you, you're you a paladin for Paylor, but you have this giant symbol of this bird, and Paylor symbol so small, like, it's almost like you, is it because you are trying to be like more than Paylor? <laughs> God, what, God, what do you think? Are you trying to disrespect my name? No, no, I'm trying to, I'm just, I'm interested in this, this symbol on your chest. And it, is it, is it magical? Is it like a magic item? Could be. Could. Is that for you to know? Oh, oh, oh I mean, I didn't mean any offense. God's just looking down at his food, just eating. God, is he always like this? God just kind of looks up at you, looks over at Vance, and he just looks back at his food, and he's just like, don't want to be a part of this. Oh, this this is going to be a great trip. And he, like, gets his stuff out to go sleep. <laughs> I lay down. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to lay down, too. Okay, you guys ready for bed? Lay down for the night. Guy lays down. And you all drift off to sleep. You wake up dead. <laughs> I mean, I know we just broke the D&D rule, but my character would not. Oh, you're fine. Would not think about setting a watch. You're in, you know, you're in your his Vance's homeland. If anybody was going to know what's the danger level on the scale 1 to 10, he knows where it's at. You it's guys point five. take a slumber undisturbed through the night. The fire coals die down. The night passes uneventfully. You wake the next morning. Guy's gone. Just kidding. Guy's not gone. But you all were like, you guys wake up. Guy's actually up before you all gathering everything together. He's got most of the camp cleaned up quietly. Uh, he's got every, most everything loaded up. You guys takes you just a few minutes to get your things together and load up. Okay. We're, we're getting on the cart and I'm like, so I would, you know, about finding a tree. Thank you, guy. Like, oh, no problem. Oh, yeah, guy. Yeah, here. And he gets out a gold coin and tries to give Put it to you. Put your money away. He just looks at you like. Oh, no, he oddly me. puts it back. In the, oh, I understand. Yeah, Offer someone else a gold coin. <laughs> I mean, the only person else is you. Yeah, offer me a gold coin and see what happens. Do you want a gold coin? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you offer him a gold coin? Yeah. <laughs> God goes. I pull oh, out the gold coin and hand it, boy. like reach it out towards you. Like, is this you want one? Oh, I like, knew it was right to doubt you. Am I supposed to pay you for your to doubt me? Like, you think that I can't do it? <laughs> You're giving me every reason to believe. So, uh, 
maybe we should just move on, Gosses. Maybe we should, uh, well, we should I mean, probably hit the road, don't you think? I was going to ask you about, like, where we should go looking for this tree and all. Hashtag save the trees. Hashtag tree hugger. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag save, save, save the, the tree, save tree. the world. Save the tree. Uh, uh, hey, maybe we should go, um, Servants. We should, you know, we gotta try to get through the mountain pass tonight. We definitely we... should go. Okay, you're right, guys. Getting on the cart, same thing as yesterday. Hey, why don't Let's you, uh, you, why don't you take the back? I'll, I'll make um, him drive. He should have to do some of the work, right? Definitely. Okay. He needs to earn respect. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll get him. I'm driving. Yeah, he puts you in the front. He hands you the reins. After he does that, he just kind of gives a little. And the horses take off, and you're just kind of holding the reins. Okay. Like, they they know what they're doing. And he's like, look, man. Yeah. You need to be chill, okay? I thought I was being chill. I tried to give him a coin and everything. Oh, God. That's like, okay. Sir Vance is a wealthy man. Yeah. Okay. Imagine you were the smartest wizard in Wizard World, wherever oh. you're from. Man, I hope so someday. You know, you're the guy. Everybody knows you're like the wizard of the wizard town. Yeah, but you're a guy. Okay, listen, you know, you're like, hey, when you go to wizard town, this is the wizard of wizard town. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Yeah. Well, then someone comes up to you and is like, hey, if you like, I could teach you how to do, like, magic tricks. I'd be like, cool, let's do magic tricks. No, but it's one that you knew when you were, like, five. Oh. It's like, what's the one... Prestidigitation. 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 Yeah, like that. Okay, yeah. Let's say it's that one. Let's I'll try to what? teach you if you want me to. Focus. Try and focus with me. Okay. Okay. Try and focus. Okay. Listen. Imagine that some dude comes rolling into town. Some new guy. He thinks he's just you know he he just looking around. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, hey, check this out. I want to show you the coolest thing you'll ever learn. You'll never be this good. And he does prestidigitation. Does he really think I wouldn't be that good? You get it? I wouldn't like that. Servants is like real wealthy, real important. Listen, man, the off the wall family, they've been around for centuries. Their their name means something in, in Branchyard, in eastern Wyoming. So Okay. Also and also like me, you know, you want to send me a gold coin under the sleeve when he's not looking, I'll take it, man. I'll take your gold coin. No, I, I mean, but here's a fact. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that you were trying to tip me for doing, mm-hmm. They pay me to do that. That's my job. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, somebody doesn't like slip you a gold coin every time you turn somebody into a newt, do they? I mean, I don't know if I've ever turned anybody into a newt. It's just, it, man, I'm just, look, I don't know magic stuff, okay? Okay. I'm just a guy. <laughs> I love it. I Fun. I love this. See what, I see. Okay. Okay. So what happens if I pull this rain this way? You pull the reins, and the horses kind of sort of off the road. And uh, you don't, like, mess anything up, but you're now on bumpy terrain. Servants, you look up there, and he's, like, swerved off the road. <clears throat> and the guy's like... Guy. The horses... Uh, sorry, sir, I got it, I got it. And he, he, he grabs the reins, he recorrects it, and he's like, Not cool, man. I, I was reading yesterday, I didn't watch you. Not cool. You're going to have to teach me how to be cool. All right. You guys have been doing such a good role playing that I'm going to here give both of you an inspiration point. Just because it has been lit so far, I'm just saying. So All the role play. All right. You guys get back on the road. You and Guy spend some time bonding. You know, he gets to talk. He tells you about his mom, how he 
His mom worked for the Off the Wall family, and now he works for the Off the Wall family. So you all have been slaves for a long time? Well, not sl- no, we're not, we're not slaves, man. We're paid. Oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah, our yeah. job. It's like a sweet job. We get to live in an awesome house. Yeah. They're really nice people. I mean, Mr. Vance is a little uptight, but the Off the Wall family has always been really good to us. That's cool. Yeah, you know, we're sure we serve them, but that's our job. Like, we get paid to do it, you know? Yeah. And we get paid, I'm not going to lie, some pretty good wages. Like, real good. Like, better than farming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. That, that's cool. So, yeah, it's, it's a sweet gig. And plus, you know, Mr. Vance and I, we're, we we kind of grew up together. He's a little older than me, but, you know, we're friends. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll be ca- cool. He kind of opens up to you about Pauline a little bit. Oh, know? yeah? Yeah, he's just been carrying a torch for years, and she just plays him. And every time he thinks he's finally getting in with her and she might give him the chance, she just, like, jerks it away from him, and he's he's getting to the point that he's just he's real, he's real fatigued with it. This is hitting it. real close to home. <laughs> he's you real feel, Jeffrey? He's like, man, I just can't win for losing. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Maybe you just need to, like, I don't know, impress her with some magic or something. Bro, I mean, like, seriously, do you even listen when I talk, man? I mean, like, I've been I, this whole time. I don't know jack about magic, I'll man. I'll teach you. Did you hear me talking about newts? Like, seriously. As you guys travel, you're, you know, it's, it's it's going good. The mountains loom ahead of you. They're huge. After some time, you've been talking, you've kind of not really been paying that much attention to the mountains. You take a look up, and wow, they are in the clouds. And where you all are headed, the road goes between what, I mean, you know, some mountains, it's like, well, they are kind of start off low hills. This, it's like flatlands into mountains. Nice. And the ones that you're going between, they're not forested mountains. Like north of Branshire, Cervantes would know that they're they're very like like in real in the real world you think of like the Appalachian Mountains. They're yeah. very tree covered. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Think like white capped stone mountains. And Switzerland. They are coming straight up out of this farmland. They're very unnatural looking. Like they don't look like they should be there. You know, you're in grasslands and farm and corn and wheat and then rocky cliff, hard terrain mountains. It's awesome. And you guys are approaching it and the road splits right between two of them. And it looks like, like it's impossible, but it looks like this road has been just sliced out of them. Okay. It's not like one mountain. It's like two mountains that were grown into each other and it's just sliced right down the middle. And you're basically, as soon as you go into it, it's just taller and taller and taller cliff walls on both sides. Wow. So it's almost like we're going through a tunnel. Yeah, in a way. There's no top. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot like a tunnel. Um, Good times. The road's pretty wide, though. I mean, you know. Sure. Not tight. It's not tight to travel through. You know, I don't I don't really, I'm having trouble with distances. But I'm going to say something like 50 yards across at its at its most narrow point. Okay. So it's, you know, a decent uh, enough room that you could get off the road to the side on either side and have plenty of room. So you all approach the mountains. You've ridden the road. You're getting really close now, and the shadow of the mountains is bearing down on you. Vance, this place is beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful. You're welcome. I mean, I don't know if you, like, made it or... Like, what you mean by that? But okay. Yeah, is there a way we go faster? Like, I want to find this tree. Hashtag save the trees. I believe we're moving as fast as we need to. Okay. I'm sure you're right. 
you, if you want to get fatigued, that's... Play it cool, play it cool. I mean, wasn't really planning on fatigue or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We'll get to the place when we get there. Oh, yep, okay. You're of course, boss. there is a sense of urgency, but also we're not trying to kill ourselves here. At least the horses. Okay, yep. Mm -hmm. I would like for both of you to make me a perception check. Perception? Ooh, I did good. I did real good. What you got? 16. I got a 21. All right, y'all both did really well. Okay. As you're both talking and you're approaching the mountain, I'm going to say, I said something about the shadow of the mountain before. I'm going to say that this is the point where you are crossing out of the bright lit sun into the shadow of the mountains ahead. And the moment that your cart passes underneath the shadow of the mountains, mm -hmm. there's a just a chill. Not like ice cold chill. Kind of like and like an it's like a sense feeling, of dread. Yeah, like a sense of dread, that's a good way. It's like a feeling in the back of your neck, you know? And both of you kind of stop what you're saying and mm. just look forward and it's like hmm. Do you feel that? You got an eerie feeling. My wand is out and I'm kind of standing up on the cart, like looking around. Okay, you're looking around. You you don't see anything out of place. Um, there's nothing, you know, there's no imminent danger. It's just that from the moment that you stepped into the shadow of the mountain, you had kind of a sinking feeling in your stomach. Like, are something. we sure we're going the right way? Are we going the right way? Yeah, you're going the right way. And. Uh, Servants would know that the mountains are. This is really the first place that you all have come to where you're going to need to be somewhat vigilant. There's always the off chance of there being some creature from the mountains that would wind up in the pass by accident or something like that. That there there may be some monster or even just animals and and things like that that could have attacked and and that could be there waiting for you. So, you know, you know that, and so you might relay that to him, but. You also had this odd sense of, of concern. Something is off. All that for him to say something is off. The foot something is, very is a game. The foot is a game. I'm up and I'm ready. I mean, we're still traveling forward, but mm. I want to, can I get, can I do like an arcana check and just sure, make sure yeah, there's nothing go going on? You can roll one. That's a, wow, that's a 17 plus six. Oh boy, that's a 23. That's a 23. What do you want to do? History. What's this place? Like, would I know that there's a history of? You don't need to roll for that. What that would tell you is what you, what I just told you, that this place is known. There have been more than one occurrence where something wound up in the past that shouldn't have been there, like bears or gotcha. even other things, worse things, monsters, tro a troll. There was there's rumor of a troll one time. Beautiful was left in there. You know, orcs. Things that are unearthly and unnatural, but you know that's that's always a possibility. But hopefully, there's nothing like that. But you know that, and you might. So, what does my arcana say? You kind of reach out, and you feel suddenly for the first time out of place. Not like you know, you felt out of place for the sense of being in Branchire, mm -hmm. you know, being in a new place. But this is like this is the first time you've really felt out with your arcane senses. Mm -hmm. And with when you were back at home in Vent Haven, you're surrounded by magic. I mean, the streets are literally lit with lamps of this mm -hmm. blue flame, and the blue flame is an extension 
of the lantern of Provalion that burns beneath the city of Venthaven. And magic literally permeates the air in Venthaven. Right. You're surrounded by arcane energy. So it feels like magic's dead here. Well, it doesn't feel dead. It's just... Different. Stretched so thin. It's oh. like you stretch out, but there's that that sense of security that like you've always felt. on bread. Too little butter over too, too much, much bread. bread. There you go. It's, it's just... it's. But as you as you do that, you know you're filling out. It, it almost scares you, but then you do get this slight ping, kind of like a sonar. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Picture it like a sonar. You you reach out with your mind and with your arcane senses, and it's like you feel one slight ping somewhere in the mountain. Not like on the path. It's like you can just feel it somewhere in the mountain, and you have no idea what it is. Left or right hand side. You can't tell. Okay. It's literally like a moment and then it's gone before you can grasp it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's all you got. All right. Guy. Uh, sir. Sir. Uh, sir Vance. There's a, this is not. Okay. Magic. Okay. Magic's this thing. I know what magic is. I can do magic. Okay. My magic. <laughs> it just feels. Who, who do you think I am? A paladin? God just looks at Paylor. you. I look back at guy like. What are you trying to say? Spit it out. There's something, like, you feel it too, I know you feel it, and there's something in the mountain causing it, like, just for an instant, it was right there, and it was like it, something ripped it away, but, I don't, it's just not right. So we need to be prepared to fight. Yeah, fight, I'm, fight. I'm ready, but we need, we need to hurry, we need to get out of here. I'm ready to roll. Let's go. Pick up the pace. Alright. Keep Let, a watch. Let's move. Okay, you guys take off through the shadow of the mountain, and within moments, you're off of the, you know, rough dirt road you guys have been on, but now it's like there is a lot more gravel, it's a, it's kind of a bouncy path, and you're making your way, and in the shadow of these mountains, even though it is daytime, it's cooler, it's much cooler, you know, you're not in the direct sunlight, and only during certain, a certain small window of the day does the sun directly hit this path, Okay. So it, it, it almost seems like the dimness of like twilight or, or, or dawn or dusk. That that's kind of what you're dealing with. And you're riding along, and now that you've all had this weird sense, your your awareness and your alertness is at a high point. Okay. Traveling along. Traveling along. Riding along. The, everything is quiet. As you're riding through the, the the all is quiet on the westward front. The grasslands. There's many birds. You you know you've seen you've seen venison. You've seen. Rabbits, foxes, anything you would expect to see like that out in the wild. Nothing here. You've seen nothing. You've heard nothing. You travel for a few hours, and you're pretty sure, even at this place, at this pace, you're not going to make it through the mountain pass before nightfall. Okay. Even knowing that, like, I'm going to suggest that we still go on, that we sleep once we make it through. For sure. But you you do know, you can tell now just based on, because you can see the mountain above you. Mm Mm-hmm. You can tell you're not going to make it through this pass in one night. And it's not a straight shot. It is for a while, but it begins to curve somewhat a little bit. You know, not like I said, it is like someone cut it out. So mm-hmm. it's not drastic curving, but it is enough that you can only see ahead of you and behind you for so far. Okay. Okay. You all are riding through. You're making good time. It's just like an interstate highway. Guy's not mm-hmm. chattering too much. He seems pretty freaked out, honestly. He kind of looks back at Sir Vance a lot and... Servants alive. <laughs> uh, that was that could not have I could not have planned that better. Anyway, he looks back at Servants 
quite often he looks at you and he's just kind of he's just a guy, you know. And you all are too many puns. Pretty good. It's <laughs> so good. You you all are obviously more adept for protection and, and for this journey. Yep. Roll me perception checks. Oh, what are we no. about to perceive? I don't know. What are or we about not to perceive? perceive? Seven. Seven. Sixteen. Okay, sixteen's pretty good. You're rolling along. You're you're riding some things. It's getting dark. It's the sun is on its descent, and you're maybe within an hour of dusk and full darkness. But as you're riding ahead, your elven vision, which is obviously superior, you see. Yeah, did you hear that? Up on the far left, on this rock facing, you see some. You happen to notice just at the corner of the eye, just barely, crumbling like rock, kind of sliding down the hill over there. Servants, uh, there's, there's something. The stones rolling down the mountain over here. Over here, look, 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 look. Okay, and I turn around. You look over there, and it, I mean, it looks like some gravel, like rolling down the mountain. It's not like, not like a rock slide or anything. I mean, I look, look up. up. <laughs> yeah, you can look up. Okay, I'll, I'll look up. You look up. You don't see anything. It's up ahead from you, probably hundred feet or more. You know, you just spotted. You kind of saw movement. And you look, and you just see this gravel, and you see it kind of crumble down. You don't see anything up there. How far away is it? Hundred feet, maybe. I'd like to Arcana check again. I'm, I want to see okay. if there's something invisible up there. Roll it. I'm going to say to slow it down. Natural 20. Are you lying? Natural 20. I rolled 7. Okay, you guys are riding along. Mm-hmm. You, you warn Sir Vance. Guy's still going He because he wants to get out of here. He's not stopping. Unless you tell him to, and you didn't. So he's still rolling. He might have slowed down just a little bit, and he's kind of looking wide-eyed up ahead. He, he, he's nervous. He doesn't really know what's what's happening. As you guys are standing there, um, Lorik, you stand to your feet on the bench. You pull out your wand. You speak some arcane words, you know, just of, of perception of sensing things. And up ahead, you feel that ping, but this time there's no delay. It's immediate. And you immediately recognize it as an unnatural magic. Okay. Ahead of you, but also far above you. And when you do your eyes lock on the position and you can see there's a small alcove right ahead where you guys are heading down this path. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that's that's most certainly where the gravel had, had rolled down from. Okay, I point that out to Sir Van. Okay. You point out the graveled spot? Yep. Sir Vance? That's where it's coming from. You see that right there? If you want me to, I can cast some magic up into it and just you know, blow some up up there. You should definitely do that. Are you sure? We, there, I mean, there may not be somebody up there who hurt. There should be no one up there. Sure, yeah, I mean, no one in their right mind is up there. We can just call out to them and ask. Or we could just blow them up. Are you sure that's what you want me to do? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Magic missile. You magic missile up into the spot? That's what I'd like to do. Okay, well, see, magic missile is, is an automatic hit, but I'm going to need you to roll me... Roll me the damage. We'll do that. Level one spell? Yep. 3d4 plus three. There's a three, a three, and a three. Okay, so nine plus three is 12 damage. That's pretty good. That's almost max damage. I'll say you stand up, you whip your wand around, and you blast three force missiles. When Lauer does this, something happens for like two seconds. Like his okay. hair his hair like blows back from his face, mm-hmm. and one of his eyes shine looks like this crazy blue look. Ooh. And the color of his darts, they're not green, they're blue. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you send these blue force darts. Did I say that right? Yep. 
Sound like I said dorse farts. <laughs> in my mind. Okay, three, four starts, spiraling. When it does dust and gravel kind of spurts out from the moment. You hear a shriek, and diving out of it come these creatures that you have never seen before oh, in no. all of your days. Oh, no. Two of them winged, each of them bearing one in their hands, and they, you know, they're kind of shaking off dust, and they kind of regain their composure and dive down towards you guys. So I I'm wet myself. Like hold my pack up mm-hmm. towards them, like, and I want to stab one out there. Well, right now they're they're way too high up for that. Darn. So what we're gonna do right here That's is I'm ready for we're that. gonna roll initiative. Yeah, we are. 18. Are you ready for mine? <laughs> uh, what do y'all got? Eighteen. Eighteen. Both yeah, of y'all got eighteen. Yeah. Who's got the higher decks? My dex is plus three. So you got the higher. Plus decks. one. Swooping down out of the sky towards you are four creatures that you have never seen the like. Now they don't get me wrong; they're not like otherworldly, but they are different. They're black-skinned, black, scaly-skinned. Their snouts come forward reptilian like a dragon's. Their eyes are pure white with black and red slits. One is black, one is red. Their teeth are sharp, snouted. They, they look like dragon people. You've never seen you've never seen anything like this, and even you, Laric, in your reading, would never have read anything about creatures like this. Two of them are winged. One is carrying the other, but he is roughly the same size as the one that he is carrying. The other, however, is much larger, and his eyes glow with a piercing glare. And they are swooping down towards you. But actually, they're not actually swooping straight down towards you. What they're doing is they're kind of flying different directions. And the first thing that happens is the smaller winged creature, he drops like a straight down, tucks his wings, spiraling drop. And the one he's carrying, you can see he is completely unfazed by it. And as he gets close to the ground, he releases his cargo, the one that he's carrying, Mm -hmm. who swiftly does a little tuck and roll and breaks into a run towards you. And he just uses that momentum to swoop right toward the three of you on your cart. And he is actually going to try and grab one of you off of the cart. Let's see who he tries to grab. How fast is this guy? I mean, he's got great initiative. You were in the front with Guy, right? Mm-hmm. And you were standing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say he goes for you. Oh, great. And I'm going to need you to contest his attack roll. Okay. So give me a dexterity save. Huh. <laughs> Six. Total? Yep. That is not going to do it. So he swoops right down towards you. He grabs you by the shoulder and yanks you off of the cart and pulls you with him. And he, you're heavier than the thing he was carrying. So he doesn't pull you like high up into the sky, but he drags you off the back of the cart. Now, Servance, I'm going to give you an opportunity right here to quickly, if you want to, try and grab Lorik by the leg as he's dragging him like over your shoulders because you're like behind him. Yes, I want to grab him. So we'll call that, you can do an athletics check, we'll call it that as a reaction. Great. No no dice? It's an eight. Yep, that's not going to do it. Okay, he he drags you right past Lorik. I'm sorry. I'm just like, oh, no! Servance. Put me down! Yeah, and you're you're being dragged that way, but the dude is having trouble getting you off the ground. Like your your feet are touching the ground. He's you just dragging you. No, but these it's it's obvious that the one he was carrying was he's small. They're smaller. You know, they're humanoid, but they're probably the one he was carrying is probably like four feet, four and a half feet tall, <laughs> and probably weighed like a hundred pounds. So anyway, he just wasn't quite prepared for the difference. 
All right. After that, it is now your turn, Lorik. Oh, my gosh. So um, he's got a hold of me. Yes, he does. And where are the... There's three more, right? There are. One is on the ground running toward the cart. Okay. Two of them are still in the air. Two of them are still in the and air. And you're being dragged by the one that has you. We'll see. You have to consider the fact that the cart is going 60 feet per turn in that direction. Yeah, and I'm going and the other way. And you're going 30 feet per turn in this direction. So soon you're going to be almost 100 feet away from the cart. So, like... I'm like right on top. We're touching. I'm just going to tie and take my wand hand and point it. I mean, like touch it to his body if I can. And I want to blast him with Witch Bolt. Okay. I want to try to blow us both out of the sky. Okay. It's a 9 plus 6, 15. That will do it. And then it's 1d12 lightning damage. Okay. That's a 9. 9 damage. Bam. Okay. What's that look like? Oh, my gosh. Like... I was already screaming, drop me! And, mm-hmm. like, in fear, I just stick my hand in the air. Mm-hmm. And you see that that one eye every time. Flashes blue, and then there's blue lightning just comes around the body of the thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it blasted off of me. Okay. Hopefully it blasted me off. So the lightning comes pouring out of your wand, and when you do, when it does, he seizes up and lets out, like, this wretched cry. Mm-hmm. And his wings just, like, twitch. Mm-hmm. All of his grip lets go. He lets go completely. When he does, you're going to take two damage. Oh, man. Halfway between the claws kind of like release and grab and, and cut, and halfway just you hitting the ground. You take two damage, but as you kind of hit the ground and roll, you see him crash into the ground, his head first, like Bam. flipping, boom. He just hits the ground, scoots along, dust cloud settles, and he's laying there not moving. The only thing that I would want to do is try to use my move to stand up and just like, well, that's one of them out of the way. Well, roll me, roll me a, a like an acrobatics. So that's a seventeen. Okay, we'll say that you can land on your feet, so you're not prone. So if you want to use your whole move to head back toward the cart, yeah, you can. I would like to use my whole move to go back. Okay, all right, there you go. So you do so. I want to get as close to uh, my buddy with the pike there as quickly as possible. All right, Vance, your buddy just got dragged off, and you see him as he is using his clearly shaking wand, clearly to zap this fool. We'll say, we'll say, you know, happened in the beginning of your turn, you zapped him. I'll say you probably only got about 30 feet from the cart in that time frame. But the cart is moving in that direction with the guy driving it. So it's still moving? It is, unless you want to instruct him to stop. Guy, stop the cart. Guy yanks the, uh, the reins. He pulls the horses in hard. You come to a quick stop. I need you to stay on the cart. Yes, sir. Don't get in any trouble. Uh, okay. He climbs over the cart and he starts digging around trying to find one of those uh, longbows. Stay calm. If you can do anything to help, then oh. you can. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stay here. Okay. The black draconic creature that was dropped is running straight towards you on the ground. Straight towards me. The other two are still in the air, kind of hovering. Kill him. How far away is the one that's running? Say 30 feet. 30 feet. What do you know? Well, I'm just going to run forward towards the one that's running towards okay. us and try to, like... Hit him? Impale him. Okay. Ooh, that's, so that's good. That's good. 20. Oh, yeah, that's a hit. Oh, that damage. 12. 12 damage. All right, you run toward this dude. He is running towards you, and as he is, he is screaming out things in this guttural, hateful language that you do not understand. And he is brandishing a short, a short sword, swinging it at you, preparing to just come and he's ready for battle. But before he can even really get within an arm's reach, you running, just drive your pike right up into his chest, lift him up off the ground, and with your momentum, when you stop, he just slings off the end of your pike and slaps the ground like a slab of meat, just not moving. Yeah, boys. 
very, very nice. So at this point, the two that are still floating above are going to drop down quickly, just like the other one did. And he is going to drop the one that he's holding. And that one is actually going to fall right on top of you. Oh, boy. And he is going to have advantage on the attack roll. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's not great at all. 14. Right. <laughs> that's a miss? It is a miss. Okay. So, yeah, he jumps down on top of you. And he hits you. He just he he's misjudged his direction, and his short sword glances off your armor. Okay, and then he kind of tucks and rolls behind you, and he is yelling things out at you too, and kind of licking his creepy looking lips. The winged one, uh, as he dropped the other one, he's going to instead of swooping down like the other one did, he's going to use his wings to just kind of suddenly stop himself, and he's going to land right behind or like right in front of you. Uh, not right in front of you. We'll say probably like. 20 feet in front of you, he lands, and he faces you. This one stands like 8 feet tall, and his arms are huge and muscular. His wings are spread wide, but kind of like circulating his hands together, and he forms this ball of energy, which the, he then basically kamehamehas at you and sends it hurtling in your direction. Oh okay. Does a 20 hit your AC? Yes, it do. That is a hit. Hurtling towards you is this ball of black energy and it's like gyrating through the air and as it is it's almost like it's dripping and you're going to take oh snap oh snap you're gonna kill me 17 are you serious acid damage are you serious as it this black ball when it hits you it like right before it gets to you it pops and this black acid just slings all over your body and you're gonna take 17 acid damage well this this was great <laughs> I roll, roll pretty high on that damage roll. Pretty high. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Okay, and after that, it is Guy's turn. Guy, around the t- he kind of gets up on the cart in time to look up and see you take that acid ball right to the face. What's your HP, by the way? I need to... 11 now. Okay. Oh, wow. You have a ton. He's he's a tank. If I got hit by that, like... He went down. I would have been down. Okay. Uh, he sees that. Freaking out, he... Draws his longbow and he's going to take a shot at the winged creature. Oh my gosh, he is just emboldened by the fact that somebody his hit Vance. just took some damage, and he draws back with all he's got. And I mean, gritting his teeth. He's never been really good at archery, but right now he feels like he's just got that adrenaline pumping, and he actually is going to sink an arrow for critical damage into Ooh. the winged creature. Yeah. Okay, and he, I mean, he sinks one into him, and it is just a hard hit right into the shoulder of that winged creature. So as the winged creature is kind of chuckling in this deep, guttural laugh, he takes an arrow right in the shoulder for a 12 damage. Would have been better if it was an arrow to the knee. <laughs> Took an arrow to the knee. I don't get it. Me neither. They're not speaking celestial primordial, are they? They are not. And now it is your turn, Lark. Oh, man. So, you know, I'm still a little shaky, a little shaky about all this business. So I'm going to take some heart in what God just did and be like, whoa, great shot, great shot. Watch this, watch this. I got one, I got one. I'm going to, like, hold my hand out in front of my face, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be, like, a glass piece of ice dagger appear there. Okay. And I'm going to fling it at the winged creature that's behind. uh, The big guy. Yep. 
my tank. You want to you want to hit the big guy? I, I want to hit the big guy Go in for the it. back. The attack is a save. He's got to save against a Dex fourteen. Ooh, he does not save. Yeah, mm. he takes one d10 piercing damage. Okay, roll that damage. It's piercing damage, huh? Not cold damage. Not cold damage. Okay, roll it. Ooh, <laughs> wow! It's a one. All right, he takes one damage. That so that's not it, though. Hit or miss, it then explodes. Okay. And each creature within five feet takes 2d6 cold damage. Including him, or? It says each creature. Okay. If he's within five feet of that guy, then yes. If he's not within five feet, then no. He's not within five feet. I think he said he was like 20 feet in front of you, didn't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two more ones. Me? Are you serious? Okay. That was um, supposed to be like my best attack. Yeah, that would have been really good if you hadn't rolled crappy damage rolls. That's the thing about spells. There's no bonuses a lot of times. So oh, gosh. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a big up and big down. Okay. I'm not saying that's what? all my spell slots. That's all my spell slots. You have two spell slots? I have three. Oh. Magic Missile, Witch Bolt, uh, and oh yeah, I used now Witch Ice Bolt. Knife. I forgot about Witch Bolt. Oh, yeah. Well, you've got... I can you, use Cantrips, right? Yeah, you got Cantrips. Yeah. Yeah, I got some, cantrips some decent ones. Okay. Um, so when that ice dagger explodes, he flinches and kind of like hops back, but he seems mostly unfazed by it. Okay. Obviously. Okay. No, he did like four damage. So now it is Vance's turn. Vance, there is a little dragon dude squawking behind you, clawing back up onto his hands and feet. And there's a big one in front of you that just hits you with a huge burst of acid. I didn't like that acid. Typically, when there's an enemy within five feet of you, for you to draw away from them, it would take an opportunity to attack. But where he, like, fell on you and missed an attack, he hit the ground prone and is getting up. So I'll say that if you do want to move away from him, it won't cost you an attack of opportunity. Put that pike to good use. I think that's what I'm going to do. All right, you're going to step up. I don't like that big old guy hit me with acid. You use any of your, like, spells... You also have the Divine Smite. So, like, just just since Paladin's new to you, I'm just kind of giving you some yes. ideas of what you've got. You've got a couple things. One, if you look in your class features, you've got a thing called Divine Smite. Oh, Starting at second level, when you hit a creature, you can expend one spell slot to deal radiant damage to the target, which is 2d8 for a first-level spell slot. So that one is, if you hit something, you can automatically, it's like you burst your divine energy through it, and it does extra radiant damage. Nice. You also have the spells that you picked up, which allow you to do Searing Smite and Thunderous Smite. And those take, do they take my action? It's the same sort of deal. You use it. It's a bonus action to use it. Oh, so those are bonus actions. Yes, and then it imbues your weapon with that ability, and when you make a hit, it does that extra damage. Well, since I saw how good the thunder worked on the one earlier, I'm going to... I nuke that boy. All right. Get within 10 feet, take a run at this giant creature mm -hmm. with my pike again using Thunderous Smite. Okay. You use Thunderous Smite. Put my hand on my chest for a second as I'm running. There's a blue glow comes from my tattoo, which you can't see because mm. we're team the blue. Other way. Mm. It's a light blue. Mm. And then I put my hand, my other hand back on the pike and I'm going to just try and impale this one like I did the other one. 19. Oh, that's a hit. Nice. Okay. Nice. So you're going to do your typical pike damage plus 2d6 thunder damage. 10. Oh, my. Well, actually, that's 13. Okay. Wreck him. Plus 2d6, you say? Wreck him. Oh, my. oh my gosh. So 22 damage. Now, typically, he would have to roll a strength saving throw or else be pushed 10 feet from you and knocked prone. But when you bring your pike forward with a <laughs> leaping stab... 
usually it just stabs, but when it hits him, that thunder like pulses out from it, and it releases such a loud thunderous boom that it can be heard within 300 feet of you. Yeah, boys. And what happens is it actually rocks through his body, and he explodes around your pike. Mm. I mean, innards and scales. He splits. The upper half of him splits right here off his neck. His head goes to the left, and the rest of it goes the other way, and he is just rocked. And there's just a mess of one in front of you. Of course, it doesn't get on you because it shoots out from you and the pike. Lark's like, ew. And you absolutely obliterate that fool. I didn't even get to figure out what that was yet. There's still one more. There is. The one that is on the ground squawking, he looking up, crawling up to his feet, he gets up just in time to see you, I mean, <laughs> pop his master or whatever he is, the, the big guy that was carrying him, like a balloon. And he stands there in awe for a second, and he turns and runs in the other direction. Runs. And as he does, Guy's actually going to try and take a shot at him. He's going to hit him. Guy's the best. Guy standing guys, on, guys the, on, the, uh, on the cart. Oh, my gosh. Guy sinks an arrow right into his eyeball, and he <laughs> falls to the ground dead. And you guys completed and are now out of the initiative order. You win. Uh, yeah, boys. Play the Final Fantasy victory music. <laughs> We did it. I come up immediately and go to the goop, and I'm just like, Sir, Sir Vance, that, that was one of the most <laughs> impressive things that I've ever seen. Um, did you see my Did you see my ass dagger? I did see did that. Did you see it? I, I actually did see that. Yeah. Like, look, some of that goopies over there is still frozen. It was pretty impressive, I suppose. What, is, what were those things? Guy goes, what were those things? <laughs> what? I... What are we doing? How are? Why were these things here? I've I. You mean these aren't like common around here? I have never seen anything like it was like a dragon. Uh, look, I you know we all know of like dragonborn, right? Like, but they're like people. This I mean, is like a. I blew it up with one some lightning kind bolt. Of messed up creature. Some sort of dragon bipedal monster creature. I I've never seen anything like this. Well, I mean, I've never seen them before either. I just thought there was something that you guys were used to dealing with. So you see their eyes? Yeah. One was like white, and the other was like red. And that one, th- I thought he was going to kill you. Did that, 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 your arms, Duke, Sir Vance, your armor is, well, your armor's okay. Wow, that's really good armor. It is good armor. But is it blessed? It's got to be blessed. But like, oh, look okay. at your face. Wait, is that a magic item? You take a look at him. He's it's actually got like skin melted off his face in places. I mean, it's not like, Ruined, but you're you're looking pretty rough. Uh, yes. I'm, Vance, I you, you know that like you're bleeding a little bit. Bleeding. Your cheeks a little saggy. Oh, like there's a hole in your face. I mean, there's obviously like burns marks on your face. Yeah, like, there's a hole in your face. This is not good. I mean, you're a paladin. You can heal that, right? Yes, I can. I want to use lay on hands. Okay, you're just gonna go ahead and give yourself all ten. So I don't, I don't really even know how that works. So here's how it works: you have ten hit points, a pool of ten hit points, and you can give them sell, you can give them out in whatever way you see fit. You can give one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, up to nine, up to ten hit points by just touching, and like it passes through your hands. I'm just gonna put my hands on my face and okay. use all ten. Okay. Uh, Sir Vance, uh, now, wow, that hole in your face is gone. That's great. Um, <laughs> Like, uh, you, you, any chance we could go up there and look in their cave and see, you know, what was going on in there? Because, I mean, like, 
I need to rest. I, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say this too loud, but I'm out of spells. Like you I, should never reveal that sort of I thing. I ran out of spells on that last one there. But if you, you know, if we go check it out, you're feeling pretty good. I feel great now. I mean, we can probably, like, make camp up there. Can, can the cart go up there? <laughs> up where? Up in the hole where they came out? Oh, no, no, no. You would have to climb really far or fly up there. Ooh, no. Or maybe not. That's that's really high, and I'm kind of tired, and maybe we just need to make some camp. Maybe the fact that these goopy guys are here, that they're dead, that the people know to stay away. Like, we need to rest. If we do, we'll need to set a watch. By the time guy goes, uh, guys, and he's pointing up, and you guys see far away on up, you see something kind of flutter by on wings. Oh. I think Beautiful. we need to get out of this pass. That's we need to get probably into the woods. Yesterday. Let's get out of here. Let's go. All right, y'all hop on the cart and Immediately. go. Immediately. All right, you guys quickly hop on the cart, no ifs, ands, or buts, and take off. Yep. Yes. Full blast. All right, you are barreling down the path. Guy is, you know, he's flapping the reins. He's giving all the horse signals. And within a few moments, you guys hear the sounds of wings beating as a few more of these things are swooping down behind you with these shrill cries. Wonderful. And that's where we'll stop. <laughs> of course you would. Thanks for joining us again. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Make Believe Heroes, our Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Please tune in next week to find out what happens with our characters. Join us next time when we all die. Yeah, it's going to be great. Death. <laughs> if you've enjoyed the various sound effects that we've used in the show, you can find most of those on BattleBards.com. You should go check them out, especially if you're interested in using that at your table. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, the best place to do so is on Twitter at MBH Podcast. We'll have that in the show notes for you. We'd love to hear from you, hear what you think of the show. And of course, if you want to help out the show, a five-star review on iTunes is always a huge help. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.